give it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1079. All people have the ability to make a difference. It's the responsibility of all of us to at least try. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Joe DeFiori. Joe, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? You bet I am, Mark. All right. Joe DeFiori is the owner of DeFiori's Auto Detailing in Norwich, Connecticut. He's been in business for over 30 years. He's an IDA certified owner operator, and he's cared for over 35,000 vehicles. That's right. Holy cow. What began as just another routine chore while growing up in Cleveland turned into a business when Joe was just 17 years old. That was back in 1978. In 1983, he purchased a building for his detailing business, and on August 14th, 1988, he opened that facility to continue to grow his company. Joe served in the U.S. Submarine Force from 1979 until 1984. Thank you for your service. Was the Southeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce Entrepreneur of the Year and is currently the chair of the IDA Membership Committee. Well, Joe, I've told our listeners just a little tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about your business and a very obvious passion for making cars real shiny? Well, Mark, it it really all started a lot like you. Just, uh, I was, one of my chores that my father gave me, it was to take care of his car. And then when my mother got her car, take care of them every couple weeks or so and uh, wash them and vacuum them. And then, you know, every few or six months, wax them out. And then the, what ended up from there was it was really the only chore that I liked that my father gave me. <laughs> and I really got a lot of pleasure being out there. Then at the age of 17, I bought my first car. And in 1978, I bought a uh, 76 Mustang II, cool. which it wasn't quite the same Mustang anymore, but it was my car. And I bought that car from delivering newspapers, shoveling snow, doing hedges. And, you know, the neighbor, I would wash his car occasionally, you know, and he'd give me a couple of dollars for that. And and so I was really proud of that car and really proud. I, I had paid for it. It was all mine. And then I drove down to get my hair cut and went down to see Al, the barber. And he looked out and he saw me pull up in this car. He said, hey, little Joe, where'd you get that car? I says, I bought it. He says, you bought that car? I says, yes, I did. And he says, how'd you get it to look like that? I says, give me $35 and I'll show you, Al. (laughs) And after I got my hair cut, he gave me the keys and and the rest was history. Then, you know, it was the guy next door and then the guy down the street. And so at that time, it really, I grew up in a working class type of a neighborhood. And so people would just, you know, the, the business people would have their cars cleaned. And it just went on from there. And then I was just doing all kinds of people's cars. And I did that all the way up until I left uh, for the uh, serve in the United States Navy in 1979. Then I just started it here. And it was really more that, you know, uh, we had two small girls. You know, my girls were very young. They were four and six. And I didn't feel that we had, you know, enough uh, resources for an emergency. If something, a real emergency came up, I said, we're a little vulnerable. I just said, I, and now I'm in New England. And I remember the thought, I said, I wonder if these Yankees detail cars here like they did in Cleveland. <laughs> and I just, a little pack of cards. 
I went walking down West Main Street, and sure enough, people started dropping the keys in my hand. And I was part-time up until I left my job in 1988, and I went full tilt on that. And, and I love it. Yeah, very cool story. Yep, it sounds a lot like when I was a kid, too, detailing cars. That word of mouth, if you do a good job and you're reliable, uh, it's amazing how the work will come to you. Well, as we continue on your journey here, I'd like to start with a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been important to you, and it's a nice way to get the uh, random orbital, a direct drive a pad spinning here on cars, yeah? Yep. Or as I say, the inspirational tires, so Joe, take the wheel. Gosh, I remember working and it really the quote is it's uh, all people have the ability to make a difference it's the responsibility of all of us to at least try mm. and there's no quit in this guy <laughs> i love it i love it well how have you tied that into your business you know what I, what I do is with working my business and like you know way i help diana there's actually a handful of people that you know hey my door's open and help them is that be, being honest and, and giving people the information that they need or if somebody's looking for their way or a, a client comes in and that, you know, you make the car comes in and, and, and these situations like I got into some weird odor situations and stuff and someone comes in and I could have never thought that I would clean like urine out of a seat of a car. You know, it wasn't the, you know, I'm thinking yeah. just polish them and vacuum them or shampoo them, shine them up. And I remember a client came down and said, could you please clean my car? And as people get older, you know, life happens. One of their parents had had an accident there on the seat. It was something like a Camry or something like that on a cord, and it was a cloth seat. And they said, could you get that out? And I said, you know, I've never done that before, but you know what? I'm going to try. I'm going to do my best. I, I really didn't know how I would go about that. And because my thought was, well, what are they to do? Are they going to go buy another seat? I mean, how would they fix that? And so I actually figured out how to do that, how to, how to get that out of the car. And that people would ask me questions all the way through my business. Hey, could you take care of those chips? Could you take care of that scratch? You know, could you get that stain? And there was nowhere to get the information. And it was really trial and error. Yeah. And I always just kept looking for a way to do it. And I always found the solution. If you keep searching, somehow you'll find <laughs> the way. And I wanted to, you know, because it, it, it's making their life, it's making them happy. Yeah. And, and that is really the biggest joy that I have gotten that when people come back, I've had literally had people cry when they've seen their car. Oh, nice. And, and it's yeah. just, that's what it just drives me. Yeah. It's a, there's nothing better than uh, somebody bringing you a car that's you know gotten a little messed up, and when they come back, they just go, "That's my car." I mean, it just makes you feel good. Always made me feel real good. And a shout out to Diana Balboni. She's been a guest here on the show. She's the one that introduced me to Joe. So uh, way to go, Diana! Thanks for introducing me to another inspiring automotive enthusiast. Well, let's go back in time, Joe, and talk about what instigated that passion you have for caring for cars. Is there a, a pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were a car guy? The funny thing is I'm I'm not really like a car guy. You know, we were talking about stuff and I like cars and I appreciate, you know, looking at the cars and other people. And I've and I've had one really neat truck that I had in my life. But the thing about being a car guy was that, you know, it attracted a lot of attention. Like I would do something, but where it was was like the when I was doing all these cars where I grew up in Cleveland, 
is that I was always driving these cool cars back in those days. People would give you the keys to their VAT and their, you know, their Mercedes that, you know, that Oldsmobile Regency, you know, and I was like, it was like, I was all that, you know, it seemed like, and you know, that's when the girls started noticing me, you know, you're driving around these cool cars and I said, wow, this is kind of fun. So it really, as far as being a car guy, I've always made it fun when I work in my shop, you know, it's fun. It's fun to be out. I'm in the backyard, you yeah. know, yeah. that is really, and, and the joy that it brought to people. And plus it's great exercise. So it, it kind of brought me into the car arena like that because the cars are a lot of part of our life, Sure, you know, that's really what it does. And I just like shining stuff up it's great you see something that's a little worn and torn and you go like wow that was the same thing so that's really what wrote me in to doing that to being in the car business right the enjoyment of a job well done most definitely well let's talk about business here and let's talk about challenge and failure i'd love for you to walk us through one of yours that really kind of maybe knocked you back on your heels a little bit take us through that story but more importantly these things teach us really valuable lessons so tell us about one of yours Oh, gosh, I think I failed my way to success. I mean, (laughs) now there's a quote right there. I failed my way to success. I like that. I like just a bunch of successful failures. And, uh, (laughs) you know, you know, in the days and everybody works in different markets and, and I've had a lot of challenges. The wintertime was really tough. So I started just, you know, I had this floor one and you, you really only get to work about 40 real weeks and in, in up in New England. And so really ended up happening was like the business would fail in the wintertime. And I said, well, how do I? And then I started thinking about, wow, you know, there's these businesses they are right here, right almost in my backyard. And I just bought a floor wand for one of the extractors I had. And I started cleaning the little carpeted foyers going into people's businesses. And I'd give them, a, you know, I said, well, you know, for this much, I could, you know, clean that little carpet up when people come in and the windows and people, they went, yeah, that, that's a great idea because of presentation coming into the stores, they right. get really mucky. You know, I was able to make my business succeed in the winter. I've had things where key employees would you know, actually passed away on me. And it seemed like, it seemed like it was, you know, like, wow, what do I do? It's a failure. It was a blessing in disguise. You would find another way to get through that and repair it. It's really, I mean, there's so many like stories or examples. It's it's hard for me to like pinpoint what did I really do? Because I, I just was like a bundle of mistakes. I, I, I feel like I continue that today. And the key was that I just kept trying and looking for a way to get there and make it work for me. And because I'm in the center of my business, it's a lifestyle business. That's yeah. what it's always been for me. I'm in the center, the business is around me, and how can we make it work? Yeah. We just always found our way. There, I don't think there really is any one story, but you never know what life's going to throw at you. I remember an older gentleman who I've always looked up to. We were having breakfast one day, and when we got done, he says, don't worry, whatever you're thinking, it's probably not going to work out like that. <laughs> yes. Well, I, you know, my take takeaway for for here, Joe, is just always thinking on your feet, finding a way to diversify your business and offer something different using the same tools. I love the idea of an extractor for a car. Well, I can use it on any carpet, on any floor. So the weather issues when you're in a part of the world uh, definitely makes a difference. Great stories. I appreciate you sharing those. Well, how about a career aha moment? Sounds like you've had a few of those when you kind of went, yeah. yeah, tell us about one of yours. 
they continuously happen. Uh, actually, I'm on because I'm on my fourth business model, which I started in uh, 2012 in the same location, which is really an interesting challenge to go through that. But uh, in 1991, I had started actually opened a, a cleaning service. We were a soup to nuts doing uh, so. You know, people were saying, well, well, if you could clean the carpets in my car like that, you must be able to do a phenomenal job in my house. And so we kind of went into that. And by 1993, there was like just just insatiable demand for our services. And it was like, wow, we were one stop shopping. And also, and I noticed how people were just and that was part of in early beginnings of People were keeping these cars longer, and we had the age of vanity and all that where, you know, people just wanted to look good. You know, they sell us these images out there and television and stuff, and, you know, and people tend to adopt. They say, hey, that's kind of cool. So 1993, it was like you just looked at, wow, there is no stopping this engine. And, you know, I mean, it's like you're, you're, like, you're, you're like levitating off of the ground. And so we just ran with it. We just really ran with it, and and that was really the eye-opening thing right there because the car, the house people then became car people, the car people, you know, it just went back and forth, house people, car people, car people, house people, it just was back and forth. It was really interesting. I could have never told you that that was going to happen. Sure, yeah. I could have never told you that I would be able to succeed and create a life for my children off of detailing automobiles. I wasn't even supposed to make it. And so I just kept looking for a way. And I think the real thing is putting people first. Yes. Yeah. You put people first and everything just follows in bucket loads. Of course, there's a lot of tragedies. So it's a lot of successful tragedies, I guess. And then later we have to learn how to smile about them. Yeah. Yeah. Nicely said. I like that. Well, let's talk about your first really special car. Now, you talked about that Mustang you were able to buy for yourself. Maybe that's the one or maybe there's another car in your life that really stood out that you could share a memory about. Well, yes, that Mustang was really a special car, but I really only got to enjoy it for just a little more than a year because I joined the service and I sold that car. Oddly enough, because it was so impeccably detailed, I got $500 more (laughs) after I got done using it. Yeah, nice. It was really interesting. Yeah. But I had purchased a 1971 Chevy pickup, a C10 long bed, and it had that big block Chevy motor in it. And that car was, that truck was just a lot of fun. You know, I bought it and had Fiat bucket seats in the front of it. Somebody had thrown those in there and they were just so big and comfortable. And back then you could throw all your uh, friends in the back of the truck and that. And and I just remember all the fun that we had in that pickup truck and everywhere it went. And I got more speeding tickets in that truck than you could shake (laughs) Uh a stick. That was really the truck. And that was one I really want to have that one back. Yeah. Oh, fun. Those C10s are cool. Well, how about? Seller's remorse. Is that your seller's remorse story as well? Yeah, I think that, yeah, that's my seller's remorse story because I've ha- always had pickup trucks and vans and stuff like that. But yeah, that that's my seller's remorse because I just remember the fun. Those were the, the Navy days and I, I kept that pickup truck until um, I actually had children. And I said, well, this thing is costing a lot in gas. And, you know, you're always having to tweak it. You know, of course, you know, we had the headers on it and, you know, all that went back then. (laughs) And so I I ended up actually selling that truck and getting a little more practical. Yep. That happens when you have kids. (laughs) It sure does. Yeah. Changes your, changes your life. Well, tell our listeners a lot more about your business. I would love for you to share 
more about all the different services you provide and what has you excited and fired up about your business today. Well, you know, the services I provide are, are really range. So the one thing we don't really do too much, but um, because we never want to kick any kick anybody out, I, I I am somewhat of a people pleaser. And, uh, you know, uh, we'll do anything from a basic wash. So we used to sell wash programs. Like I said, I've been through several business, four business models. And I really just started out washing and vacuuming and waxing cars and and I actually developed my programs around the way my father had me maintain his car. So, you know, every two weeks, you know, I'd have somebody where we would wash and vacuum their car for maintenance or inside of a month, we would do that. But, it, you know, it starts from there. So we just have a handful of people and we do that. But we, as far as with the paint correction, we started getting into color chip and touch up paint bumper scuff repair, doing the base coat, clear coat. Now we do ceramic coatings, you know, on the cars and um, odor, smoke, odor. Oh, you name the odor. And I think I have absolute. I, you never want to say you did everything, but my word, things I could have never thought of. It's really a soup to nuts cosmetically. Our services are concentrated on getting that car clean. Some people just want it clean. And so when they say, you know, hey, I just want that wash and wax, we got a lot of great ways to get there without actually putting that wax on the car. But we offer good, thorough, basic cleaning services. And then we're going to get into some solid polishing, some intermediate to long lasting protections. We're going to get into basic freshening up shampooing and to where you're going like, wow, look at that. You know, it's just getting out stubborn odors, stubborn stains. So, I mean, we're really restoring a lot of the cars, you know, probably half or more of the cars that we see in this market. We're literally restoring those cars and making them usable, safe, healthy inside, you know, uh, paint corrections. And as I said, bumper scuff repair, touch-up paint, color filling, uh, the cars. So really, it's, it's really a like a full minor service. repair business. Yeah, yeah, we do full service detailing. Very nice. So just, I guess between you and I, like off the, you know, the actual podcast recording, uh, we're, um, you know, you, we don't do the dents. We don't do the window window tinting and we don't do the PPF. We you pretty much say we do everything else. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Joe. If you were a vehicle, what would you be? I'd have to say I'd be a 37, 38 Chevy or a Ford pickup truck, you know, so that's not really a car, but I love pickup trucks and I like the way those trucks look, the nostalgia and the, you know, the art and everything. And, you know, I could just see myself, you know, driving one of those pickup trucks and, and that, that's, that's what I would be. I'd be one of those pickup trucks. There you go. Very cool. Well, Joe, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft seat covers. They'll protect your seats from the daily abuse of pets, children, weekend adventures, and even those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. All Covercraft seat covers are easy-on, easy-off design that are machine washable. You can choose from many fabric options, colors, and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicles. 
Their seat gloves are semi-custom fit for cars and trucks, and their seat savers, a favorite of mine, are custom tailored to fit your seats like a glove. Work truck seat covers are tough, durable, denim weight fabric. It's like putting a pair of rugged jeans on your truck's seats. Want to stay warm? Covercraft also offers seat heaters. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Hey, this is Mark Green. Are you interested in selling online and building a sustainable business? Bonanza is a marketplace platform that empowers you to create your dream business. Getting started at Bonanza is easy. You can start fresh or import your items from other marketplaces like Amazon, eBay, Etsy, or Shopify. Auto parts and accessories are a high-performance category at Bonanza, and there's no risk involved in signing up. There are no listing fees or monthly fees. You pay only when you make the sale. Bonanza listens to seller feedback and uses it to improve tools and build new features, so there are tons of customization options for sellers no matter what the size of your business. Be sure to sign up using the link bonanza.com slash cars yeah, and you'll receive a free consultation with Bonanza experts who make sure that you are on your way to generating sales. That's bonanza.com slash cars yeah. Okay, Joe, we are back and we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Oh, actually, that's kind of a funny one. I remember my wife had a little Mazda GLC. You know, we um, we really didn't need two cars, but, you know, she says, hey, you know, I'd really like, you know, I'd like to have my own car, you know, so if I just want to just take off and do something. And I said, all right. So I went down and I got this old uh, 79 Mazda GLC and I brought it back in a garage. And uh, that was in 1988, 89. I purchased that thing. And uh, so we had taken a little trip to upstate New York one winter to visit some friends. And uh, on our way back, it got quite cold in the car. And I was like, oh, no. And this old farmer had told me this. You couldn't do this with the cars today. And we had a little uh, stone had put a hole in the radiator, and we were losing antifreeze, and the car got cold. Well, I remember he had told me, he says, you could take pepper, black pepper, and put that in the radiator, and it would actually clot over to a hole. If it was a small pinhole, which you could get in radiators, you know, and it would clot to the hole, and it would uh, actually, you know, plug up the leak. I'd never actually tried it, so we happened to see a little dyno. I mean, we were really out there somewhere. I was like, man, it's cold, and, you know, I didn't want the car to, you know, you know, you know, blow a head gasket or something on it. So uh, we saw a little diner. I went inside, and sure enough, they had Hubba Bubba sitting there on the register. So I had bought two packs of Hubba Bubba, grabbed a couple of uh, shakers of uh, uh, pepper out of there, duked the pepper inside. I had the, the wife and the kids. I said, chew away. We packed the Hubba Bubba into the hole, put the pepper in, put the antifreeze in the car, and we made it all the way home. <laughs> the thing had never leaked since. Well, that's the first time I've ever heard that story. That's hilarious. So I don't even know if the pepper matters. It might have been the Hubba Bubba, Maybe but man, so. that was something. That car was blowing some good bubbles. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your success over the years really all that that's wrapped into one and i have three things and it's eating healthy taking care of yourself 
and being consistent. You should, we need to be really consistent in what we do. And by all means, when you get paid, pay yourself first. Yeah. Yeah. Save 20% of your gross income because you never know when life is going to happen and you can always live to breathe another day. Wise words. Now, there's some great resources out there for all of us these days. How about one that you'd like to share? You know, I, I want, well, you know, what I really want to do is talk about, because I'm not like big all over the internet all the time. It's just a little old fashioned, as I told you. But, you know, one thing when you talk about resources, and really it's a rather new resource, and I'm really so glad that I met these two guys. And this is Tyler and Joseph from Wipe On, Wipe Off up in Pittsburgh, Massachusetts. They're a little distributor, and uh, they're, they're members of the IDA, and they really focus hard on educating their consumers and their their detailers and they're just they're just a great resource to rely on and be able to reach right out and say hey if you had a question on a product or something that's going on in the industry because they're making it their business to be in the know and uh, that that is really an invaluable resource not just for me if I have something I want to ask but for everyone in New England because they service New England and they're just a little distributor company and um, they're really invaluable really to other people you know about teaching about the, the education of how do you properly detail the car, how do you use those products. And so that is really, really a great resource. And, and then I'd really have to say through my past and even to the present uh, resource, kudos to Prentice St. Clair and Bud Abraham for what they have done to the industry. My, my, my. They went out and, you know, the articles, you know, there's just a bleep. You'd get a quarter page, maybe a half page if we were lucky back in the day in the detailing news. And it was a great check and balance. You know, there was a lot of things I was doing right, but there was a few things I was doing wrong. And even today, which is really awesome that I get at least once a year, I bump into Prentice down at Mobile Tech and I'm friends with Bud and he always said, hey, if you ever have a question, you need me, I'm here. Nice. Like, wow. That would, that's a, there's an aha, wow moment right there. <laughs> yeah. Nice. You know, I could have told you back when I was reading those articles that would meet these guys, but they're wonderful, humble people. Awesome. Nice shout outs. Now, if I can arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that be? They're not actually in the automotive industry. One kind of. Evil Knievel. <laughs> yeah. I always I thought Evil Knievel was the coolest guy and uh you know god he w- he was brave you know some people might say wow he m- you know you got something he was cool. <laughs> yeah. He was just cool. <laughs> he always kept his word as scary and daring as those jumps that he took. Yeah. You know with them the clunky Harley Davidson, and I, I can't remember. He might have had a Triumph, too, but, you know, you know those clunky bikes, he always kept his word, and he did what he'd say he would do, and, and I, and I kind of modeled myself. I like to keep my word, you know, win, lose, or draw. Let's, let's, let's keep our word, and uh, the other was just um, in the sports arena, Jim Brown. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jim Brown. Gosh, what a guy. He played by the rules with all the odds stacked against him. He took extracurriculars after the play, and there was no quit in that guy. Absolutely no quit. And I like to think of myself as no quit. And that was really something that really just someone to think about what he went through and what he brought to the table. 
And, you know, so those are two guys. Yeah. I'd, actually, I got to shake hands with Jim Brown. I walked by him in an airport when we went to a game. Nice. Uh, a Cleveland Browns game. And there he was. And, you know, people around him. And I says, hey, Jim, thanks for all the great memories. Yeah. Wonderful. You know, so <laughs> not, not, not exactly car guys, but those are people I just looked up to. Yeah, two uh, unique individuals. Robert Craig Knievel Jr. was uh, Evil Knievel's name. I saw him jump some school buses once when I was a kid. Thought that was the coolest thing. My mom made me an Evil Knievel cape so I could jump the neighbor's trash cans on our street. I didn't do so well. I kind of ended up like Evil Knievel ended up at Caesar's Palace. I had a dirt bike. I was really uh, big through my teens into having a, well, we had a bicycle. We used to, did you ever pump, pump the forks on the bike? You know, you'd take the, extend the forks. Oh and, yeah. Yeah. All yeah, that cool stuff. Forks on. We didn't have a welder or something, or maybe that drill bit. We actually did the right thing when we found the kid whose dad had the tools in the garage and maybe the dad would put them on, you know, those forks would fall out and you'd, you know, they'd fall out. We'd pound them on as hard as we could with a hammer. Yeah. Uh, but I had, I had a, a dirt bike. Some of the, that one of the things that I had was I had a dirt bike and uh, it was a Hodaka Super Combat Wombat, and that was a really special thing, and that was the adrenaline rush. And so I've had a lot of spills on that bike, and I had that bike up into my 20s. <laughs> yeah, motorcycles <laughs> so, are cool. Why about a book? Is there a book you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, a book. I have to say, I enjoy history. I very much enjoy history, and I'd have to say, man, one of the greatest books I ever, and I love the truth, too. And so one of the greatest books I, I'd have to say I ever read regarding history was the people's history of the united states by the late great howard zinn mm. that was just really an awesome book and just kind of led me on to some of my life's beliefs and journeys and, and things that i've been through and so it gave me perspective it's great to know i love knowing where we came from how did we get here sure. and so that's a great book that you know if somebody likes history or even if you don't like history it just it really from the people's perspective and how it was rented. It's just an awesome book to, to somebody should pick up and read sometime if they get a chance. There you go. Well, listeners, you can find all these great links Joe shared on his show notes page at carsyad.com. Just go to carsyad.com, type in Joe DiFiore, D-I-F-I-O-R-E, the Italian flower, we call him. And uh, you'll find that book right there. Joe, here's the last question I have for you today, and it can be a bit of a doozy. I'm going to buy you any cool collector car in the world. doesn't matter where it is, what it is, or how much it costs. I'm going to park it in your garage, but there's a couple rules. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. You've got to drive it. No garage queens. I want you to enjoy it. So what's it going to be and why? The car is going to be a 68 Nova. Oh. And it, it's really not going to be for me, but I'm going to get to enjoy it as well. It's going to be for my partner. Robin, <laughs> okay. because, you know, this is one thing I, I like making people happy. I really enjoy making people happy. And I know if she has that car, I have that car and I get to enjoy it. And from the enjoyment of shining the car to taking it out and having ice cream and letting a little bit spill in it. Oh, that's going to be the car. And one day that just might happen. <laughs> Very nice. Nice. The fact that you're you're getting a car that I'm going to give you that you're going to give off to somebody else makes uh, us realize how special you are, Joe. Thank you. That's very, very cool. Well, you've taken me on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed getting to know you better. I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with the Cars yeah! audience. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you and Robin drive off into the sunset in that 68 Chevy Nova? 
Well, you know, I'd, I'd have to say all the things that I've been through in life, we all go through a lot of different things in life and call them successful tragedies. However, we want to look at that or coin that when it comes down to it, you always really need to rely on yourself. It's great to rely on others, but you really always need to believe and rely on yourself because when the chips are down, the buck stops here. (laughs) There you go. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your company? They can find us on the web at D-I-F-I-O-R-E detail. And they can also find us on Facebook as well. Cool. Great. Well, listeners, I'll make sure I put those links on Joe's show notes page on the Cars Yeah website. Check out what Joe's up to. Uh, Having fun, obviously, as we've heard in life, uh, doing things right and keeping the shiny side up. Joe, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. It was really great. I'm honored to be on your show. Thank you so much. The honor was all mine. And again, a big shout out to Diana for uh, getting us together. She was a great guest here on Cars. Yeah, you take care. What's every automotive enthusiast's dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.